Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Here we are, 4th of July week. It's a big week in the United States. I know we have many international listeners. And uh, our Independence Day, our independence from Britain, uh, we celebrate on July 4th. So it is a time where I'm definitely thinking about freedom. Thinking about true freedom, not the appearance of freedom and not freedom from something. So not just freedom from fear, but freedom as our true identity, as our natural state. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, and I'm camping in Vermont this week, which is something I love to do. Been doing it for a number of years now. And uh, I'll tell you more about that. But let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart. And take this breath of love and gratitude with me. We're so grateful and so thankful that we can change our minds and set ourselves free. By seeking first the kingdom within, we can actually liberate ourselves from all suffering, all despair, all hurt and fear and worry and doubt, blame and shame, regret and resentment, all thoughts of revenge. Taking this holy breath together right now, we bless our lives. We bless our brothers and sisters who help us to wake up. And smell the spiritual coffee. Yes, we are waking up and choosing liberation. Actively agreeing to accept the truth that makes us free. We're grateful. So grateful. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, 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 yes. So, liberation, 4th of July, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate freedom, liberation, independence. Now, it's interesting, we we celebrate the independence from Britain and uh, the rule of a monarchy and uh, an unjust government and... uh, and yet, in our spiritual awakening awareness, we recognize that we can't actually be independent. We're interdependent. We're one. We're unified. Yes, we are. And that willingness to not only accept the oneness, but embrace it and rejoice in it is our very liberation. Yes, it is. And... I I know that uh, many people listen to the archive of this show, and if you do, I would like to ask you to please write a review at iTunes. So if you value this podcast, if you value 
this radio show, would you please write a review at iTunes? Because the more people that write reviews, the more people are guided by iTunes, by the folks at Apple, to find the podcast, to find these radio shows, the episodes, past episodes. There's about 90 of them. And since they're all free, it's a great way to share. And... Last year, in 2012, in the month of February, I did the entire month on relationship. And I would like to touch back to that a little bit because a lot of times in this 4th of July week here in the United States, many of us are having family vacations. So I just had uh, two weeks with my family and uh, was a great demonstration of how much I have changed because the harmony and the peace that I experience with my family now, it it never was possible to me before. And in fact, I so clearly remember saying over and over and over again uh, that my family would never understand me, they would never accept me fully, that uh, I felt this tremendous sense of separation from them. And now, when I look back on what I was thinking then and what I was uh, choosing to energize, I was totally energizing separation all day long. I'm not like them. They don't understand me. I don't understand them. It was just a constant stream of never-ending thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. So, of course, now I can see big duh writing on the wall that, of course, I was experiencing separation. That's what I was energizing so intensely. And you know what? It's so interesting to me. I'm really seeing it more clearly than ever that there was something about how I held it in my mind that now when I look back, I really would say that I wanted to feel loved, that I wanted to feel connected. But in truth, I did not. I have to admit it. In truth, I did not because I affirmed separation, lack, and limitation and attack thoughts all day long. And if I had truly wanted to feel connected, to feel love, then I would have been loving. And I would have been looking for ways in which I could eliminate the lack and attack thoughts. And, of course, ultimately, I did decide I'm interested really in the love, not just talking about it, but living it, which is why all my classes are about living the teachings. Because most of the folks who come into my classes, they know the teachings. They understand them on an intellectual level, but like me, they haven't yet put it into their full living practice. And once they do, they're amazed at how miraculous and quick 
the healing can be, not just in their relationships, but also even in their physical body, in their mental body, in their creativity, in their workplace, all over their life, healing breaks out. So this is what I am seeing in my life, and I'm seeing it so clearly, especially after spending all that time with my family. And I I just invite you, if you really choose to put energy in thoughts of disappointment, in feeling unappreciated, in feeling unrecognized, if you feel disconnected, I just can only say from my own experience, when I had all those feelings and they were so intense for me, I felt such a deep level of despair. I was choosing to think the thoughts that would bring forth those feelings. All thought produces form at some level. What is form? It is your experience and it's also your emotions. It's also your feelings. So in if you're having relationship challenges, if you're preparing to go spend a long weekend, a long holiday weekend with your family, I invite you to turn to Chapter 17, Section 5, The Healed Relationship. Now, I'm not going to go over this in detail because I've done that in other radio shows, and so you can go look for them. I want to actually go to a, a, um, Paragraph 5. All right, which talks about a radical shift in the purpose of your relationships. So we're talking about a healed relationship and transforming your relationships from special relationships to holy relationships. The Holy Spirit will do all the heavy lifting and it it really does take a willingness and it takes a recognition it takes one recognizing that they would like to have a holy relationship and the purpose of a holy relationship is to teach us about unity it's about understanding the oneness of all life so if in your relationships you give in order to get something then that relationship is not going to be a holy relationship. It's going to be an ego-based relationship until you change your mind. And it says in paragraph 5 of chapter 17, section 5 of the text, only a radical shift in the purpose of the relationship could induce a complete change of mind about what the whole relationship is for. As this change develops and is finally accomplished, it grows increasingly beneficent and joyous. I got to read that again because that is an incredible promise. And I have to know, I mean, I do know, I have to tell you that I know because I've experienced it, that it is true. Only... A radical shift in purpose from special to holy could induce a complete change of mind about what the whole relationship is for. As this change develops and is finally accomplished, it grows increasingly beneficent and joyous. So, this is a great promise. So, And I, I have worked with this in all my relationships and I've supported many other people in doing the same thing. 
And what we can tell you is those of us who are willing to do the work, our relationships can go from tortured to perfectly harmonious. And it says, but at the beginning, the situation is experienced as very precarious. So if you're in the beginning of the transformation of the relationship from special to holy, it can feel very precarious. So if your relationship is feeling very precarious, you're right on track. Nothing is wrong. Nothing is missing. Nothing is bad. A relationship undertaken by two individuals for their unholy purposes suddenly has holiness for its goal. As these two contemplate their relationship from the point of view of this new purpose, they are inevitably appalled. Appalled! (laughs) Well, how many people are willing to go through the the deep, intensive relationship healing to go through a, a period where it feels very precarious to one that it feels where you feel like you're appalled. You're appalled. <laughs> Their perception of the relationship may even become quite disorganized where you just, your mind is just, a flutter with what is this relationship for? What, what is going on? All discombobulation. If that's what you're experiencing in the transformation from special to holy, you're doing it perfectly. Perfectly. Nothing is wrong. And yet the former organization of their perception no longer serves the purpose they have agreed to meet. So once you agree to have a holy relationship, The former special relationship purpose is blown right out of the water, and it does not match, it does not fit, and it feels totally disorganized. All right, this is our freedom, folks. Freedom and liberation is on its way, and I cannot wait to share more with you. I've got a break here. So let me just say that I am Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. We're on Unity Online Radio. Where we're living the love, we are walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we are in our liberation phase here, celebrating the 4th of July, Independence Day, and really claiming it as our freedom. Now, We're talking about the healed relationship and transforming relationship because relationship is the place where, in a sense, it is the most challenging to have faith. And last week, I was sharing about faith. So I'm coming back to relationship this week because it is one of the places where we have the least amount of faith. Sometimes we have the greatest amount of faith. Sometimes we have the least amount of faith. I don't know about you, but I have experienced both. 
I've experienced both. So I've experienced situations where I said, I'm not giving up on this relationship and I am choosing love. And I became so committed to releasing all the judgments and all the anger and the upset and the hatred and the blame and the shame that it was such an intense healing for me to choose a holy relationship, to accept a holy relationship, to allow a holy relationship, that it transformed my whole way of thinking. It became the catalyst for my healing. It became the catalyst for my liberation from thoughts of separation on such a fundamental level. Now, I have also experienced in my relationships so much intense judgment, so much specialness that it really felt like uh, the relationships were excruciating. So I've experienced both sides of that coin. And the thing that I'm here to give a testimony about is no matter how horrible, how despairing, how just wretched you might feel about your relationship, no matter how much craving, needing you might feel, no matter how much aversion you might feel, no matter how much fear you might feel, if you are willing to dedicate yourself to having a holy relationship, the Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting. But you must become, and you must become dedicated to transforming your mind, to changing your mind. And the more dedicated you become, the faster the healing will happen and the faster you will get out of that feeling of horror, nightmare, torture. And it says here in paragraph 6 of chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship, when you're feeling disorganized, when you're feeling appalled, appalled, when the experience of your relationship feels very precarious, and it might seem like you just want to say, Oh, Lord, I have no idea that this relationship could possibly become holy. It is a holy mess. That is when, it says here, this is the time for faith, which is why we did the show on faith last week. You let this goal be set for you. You let the holy relationship be the goal that is set for you. That was an act of faith. Do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced. If you believed the Holy Spirit was there to accept the relationship and take the responsibility for turning the relationship from special to holy, if you had faith enough to invoke the Holy Spirit to turn the relationship into a holy relationship, don't give up now. Believe that the Holy Spirit has the power to do it. Have faith in your brother, in your sister, in what but seems to be a trying time. The goal is set, and your relationship has sanity as its purpose. For now, you find yourself in an insane relationship, recognized as such in the light of its goal. So now the ego will counsel you this way it will say substitute it for another relationship and and go back to having a special relationship but just go find somebody who's a little more special 
And the ego is going to start to scream at you, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. But the spirit will not do that. Now, sometimes intuition and insight will come from the higher Holy Spirit itself to move away from a situation or to uh, make a different choice or to go in a different direction. Yeah. Yep, it happens, you know, because I've definitely been in relationship experience where people present one picture of themselves but then when you get to know them better, you really see that they're, they're not who they say they are. And meaning that they actually are motivated by the ego. That's what's really motivating them. And they're interested in being motivated by the spirit, but they're really motivated by the ego. So it's important to not, again, you heard me say this all the time, do not rely upon your own understanding. So wait for guidance. And for me, what I have done is when the relationships feel really challenging, because I've certainly had this many times, and I don't know how to fix the relationship, I don't know how to heal the relationship, I don't know what to do about the relationship, Over and over and over again, what I have done is I've just given up and I don't rely on my own understanding and I just say, well, I don't know what to do here. I have no idea. So I'm just going to give up here and I'm going to put it all in the Holy Spirit and I'm going to wait for instructions. Last week I was sharing about waiting for alerts and getting alerts that intuition will come in the form of alerts. You know, the alerts can be you're judging now. Stop judging. The alerts can be be patient. This is an opportunity to practice patience. If you'd like to have patience, make the most of every opportunity to practice patience instead of being impatient with the opportunity to practice patience. Right? (laughs) I've learned that. It's like, oh, this is awesome. This is a perfect opportunity to practice patience because right now I feel like there's a ticking clock time deadline. There's a long line here. Somebody is, (laughs) somebody is, somebody is, uh, sorry, my engineer is making me laugh. Um, there, somebody is doing something that you feel is holding up the line. Maybe they're being obnoxious. Maybe they're being rude, something like that. Well, that is the perfect time to invoke the Holy Spirit and to <clears throat> declare that you are willing to practice patience and be a patient, loving, kind, compassionate presence and be contributing to the flow of grace. We talked about grace last week rather than to affirm that something is wrong and contribute to the sense of distress that everybody's having. I need to take a sip here. Sip of my kombucha tea. Yum. So, it's, I, I cannot tell you, my friend, I cannot tell you how beneficial it is to 
decide that you are going to make the most of every opportunity to practice and to literally look at that situation that before would try your patience and seem so challenging to instead look at it as, yippee, this is my opportunity to learn patience. I would like to learn patience. So it's it's like um, I was staying with uh, my brother's family for a couple weeks and playing lots of games with my nephew. <clears throat> and um, so he was uh, learning Monopoly, and then he was teaching me how to play Pokemon. And so we were playing all these games, and there there were so many times when uh, in playing those games with him, he he wouldn't sit still. He couldn't sit still. You know, he's jumping all around and he kept banging into the table that we're playing on and, um, and, uh, uh, moving the table because he'd push against it. He'd fall against it and he's jumping up and down. He's excited. He's antsy, you know, and he's like, is it my turn? Is it my turn? And just doing all these kinds of things. And, um, what I can tell you is, I was just watching myself and noticing that on a certain level, his jumping around, his banging into the table, pushing the table back and forth and all of that, it was a little trying to my nervous system. And because I'm used to just being in a very calm and peaceful environment without little kids jumping up and down and banging into things and shouting and and knocking the table over and all these things. And so he's doing all of that. And I noticed this is an opportunity for me to have peace no matter what. And my commitment was to enjoy my time with my nephew rather than to be annoyed or frustrated or be right. Now, what I can say is in the past, with uh, my little nephew's older brothers, I would correct them. And I would get frustrated and annoyed with them because my practice wasn't very strong. Not because of what they were doing, but because of my limited practice. And I've definitely seen many a parent correcting their kids, you know, sit still, don't touch that, stop banging, stop jumping, stop tapping, stop. And it's just how kids are. A lot of kids have a lot of energy and they just, they want to touch everything. They want to tap everything. They want to, they're jumping up and down. They're just, that's how they are. That is exactly what they do. And to find fault with it is kind of crazy. It's just crazy because it's just childlike behavior. They're not doing anything wrong. And someone could say, well, they need to be taught that there's a time and a place for that. But yeah, but we're playing a game, right? So it's the perfect time and place for, you know, kind of jumping around and being bubbly and enthusiastic and tapping the table. And it, it's just, it's how we look at things. For me now, I look at... Almost everything in my life is an opportunity for me to deepen in my awareness of my life as the life of the Christ presence. And that's what I'd like to bring to every conversation and every activity. And I have missed millions of opportunities to be loving in my life. I have missed so many, many opportunities to be loving in my life. And those opportunities will never come again. 
And I don't have any remorse about it because I've learned from it. And I would like to make use of every opportunity that comes my way in the future. So I've learned that I can hand my relationships over to the Holy Spirit. I will be guided and directed. And amazingly, if it's time for me to stop relating to that person in form right now, temporarily, they will be guided away from me and I need do nothing. I have found that again and again and again. So it's really valuable to tune in and tap into what are the alerts, the insights, the guidance that you're getting. Well, the guidance I'm getting uh, right now is it is about time for me to take a break. And so uh, what I would like to share with you, I've got my Finding Freedom class coming up. We start July 18th. It is my spiritual boot camp class. It is a seven-week class. It has videos, and it has uh, seven classes. You can ask me questions. Plus, every, every class is transcribed. You get all the downloads. Plus, you get a nearly 400-page workbook. And we have people from all over the world, different nationalities, different languages who take this class. And uh, you'll see a whole bunch of them and their testimonials on the website there at jenniferhadley.com. So if you go to jenniferhadley.com, you can click through to the Finding Freedom class. I encourage you to take a look there, see what I'm sharing and if that class feels right to you, if you're ready to dig in and do this work, I am ready to support you. We'll do it together. So I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And we'll be right back. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. 
Hey, so I do encourage you to hook up with me at Facebook. Uh, I'm all over Facebook. I really like and appreciate Facebook. I have such an international group of friends all over the world. And uh, I've got a bunch of things coming up internationally. I'll be in Germany in August, possibly Switzerland. And uh, then I believe I'm going to be in Greece and Italy, and uh, the UK. So you can tune in to things at my website, jenniferhadley.com. And as I said before the break, I'm encouraging you, if you're interested in freedom and you really don't feel free, Finding Freedom is my seven-week spiritual boot camp, and it starts in just a couple weeks on July 18th. And what I can tell you about that class is, let me just say, if you don't have a plan for your liberation this summer, let finding freedom be your plan. It works if you work it. And as you'll see, many of the people who've written testimonials there on the website at jenniferhadley.com on the Finding Freedom page, they say over and over again that they, they didn't believe it would work, but they decided to do it anyway. So talk about a mustard seed of faith. And I've had so many people say, you know, I I just, I couldn't stand the suffering anymore. So I decided I'd give it a go. And I just decided to just do some of the things you told me to do. And holy moly, it worked. So I am not a healer for anyone but myself. But I do know a roadmap for healing that you can follow. And I share it with you in everything I do. But in Finding Freedom, it's a seven-week boot camp. Now, many people can never show up to the class on time or be there live so they get the downloads later. And uh, it works just fine. You know, the ego will find any excuse. So if we would like to find an excuse, we don't usually have to work too hard to get one. What I can tell you, though, is these tools really, really work. And what a great thing to do on your summer vacation is to liberate yourself. So uh, I also will tell you right there on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com, you can get my How to Get Over It workshop. How to Get Over It, totally free, and it comes with a bunch of other tools that will help you. So we are talking about liberation this week and setting ourselves free and talking about the healed relationship and having a holy relationship. This is the time for faith. Right when do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced, and it says right here that most people or many people are tempted to do that to give up and go start a new special relationship rather than accept the holy relationship. And it says here, have faith in your brother, in your sister, in what but seems to be a trying time. And it says, you can escape from your distress only by getting rid of your brother, according to the ego. So that's what the ego will say. You can't have happiness. You've got to jettison this relationship. You've got to let go of the relationship. That's the only way to be happy. And one of the things that I 
realized for myself when I felt that way, thinking, I just got to get out of this relationship. I've got to stop talking to this person, stop communicating with this person. I have got to stop thinking about this person. I have got to get away from this person because it is proximity in relationship to this person that's driving me crazy. And I realized when I was willing, when I was truly willing to liberate, I realized, oh, no. I'm one with this person, and we're both eternal. So I can't actually end the relationship. It has no end. Ah, ending the relationship is a fantasy. Ending, ending the relationship is, the only, is something we think we can do when we're identified with the ego and we think we're a body, right? Because it seems like bodies end relationships when they die or when they separate. But it's not true. So when the ego is telling you, end the relationship, end the relationship, end the relationship, if you're interested in true liberation and freedom, then you've got to answer that ego thought and say, it's not possible. I'm going for a holy relationship because that is actually possible, right? Go for what's really possible. Go for what you'd really like. And if you don't have faith in your own opinions and judgment, but instead put your faith in the healing power of love, then you can actually have your answered prayer. That is the recipe for having your answered prayer. Lean not upon your own faith in your opinion and your judgment. Instead, lean into the truth that sets you free. Hole up with the Holy Spirit in your mind. And so when the thought comes in, I've got to get rid of them. I've got to get rid of them. I can't do this anymore. You can't get rid of them. Instead, I'm going for a holy relationship. I can't do this anymore. I'm doing a holy relationship now. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing a holy relationship now. Make up your mind. Decide that you are truly doing it. That's how you do it. This is the time for faith. (sighs) Have faith in him who answered you. Now, one of the things it says, I love this, in paragraph 7 here. It's it's just warning you. The ego will counsel you to substitute this relationship for another one. Trade this special relationship for another one. You can't have a holy relationship. Holy relationship isn't possible for you. A holy relationship is too hard. You don't know how to do it. You don't have the willingness. Go, danger, 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 right? But if you're really, really willing, then you'll start to move at warp speed with the Holy Spirit. You'll blow your own hair back if you're willing. The more willing you are to give up any attachment to thinking you know anything about relationship, and I do mean that seriously, But instead, just being committed. How can I be more loving? How can I be more compassionate? Now, remember, being loving is not giving to get. If you are giving anything, including patience, in order to get something, if you feel that you're not being appreciated, if you feel your feelings aren't being considered, if you feel any of that stuff is going on, then you're aligned with the ego because, my friend, this relationship that you think you're having with another person is only a relationship that you are having with yourself because there's only one. 
as long as you really want to see that you're having a relationship with somebody else instead of yourself. It's going to take a long time for you to change your mind if you're committed to seeing the person as other than you. But if you're willing to say, oh, I'm having a relationship with myself, I'm going to be compassionate with myself. I'm going to be loving with myself. I'm going to stop giving to get to myself. I'm going to stop being so needy with myself. I'm going to chillax in God here, and I am going to call upon the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. Thy will, not mine. Because... When we're distressed in a relationship, it's because we want to try to work our will. If we're trying to work our will in a relationship, are we aligned with love? Hmm. If we think we know what will make us happy, if we think we know what we need, chances are that we're wrong. How many times in our history have we thought we knew what we needed? How many times in your history have you thought you knew what would make you happy, but you were oh so wrong, oh so wrong. This is about true freedom. So true freedom is alignment with the truth. So your opinion and your uh, judgment obstruct your awareness of the truth. That's just the bottom line. Your opinion and your judgment obstruct your awareness of the truth. You can't be in your opinion and judgment and value the truth at the same time. The truth will set you free and your judgment will always be the cause of your suffering. Now, if you just look at the history of your life and you look at how many times you have chosen judgment, knowing that it would create your suffering, how many times you have chosen to be in attack mode, even with the ones you say you love, where you've been controlling and manipulative and unkind and attacking. Well, I don't know about you, but for me, it was so much of the time. So there I was feeling unloved, but I was so unloving. Of course I felt unloved. The judger always feels judged. The attacker always feels attacked. And the lover always feels beloved. It's such an easy, simple formula. So I just started to say to myself, I'd rather feel beloved. So I am choosing the loving. That's what I'm doing. Now... In this section that we're looking at here, chapter 17, section 5, The Healed Relationship, it, it seems like you the only way to escape from your distress is to get rid of the relationship. You need not part entirely if you choose not to do so, but you must exclude major areas of fantasy from your brother to save your sanity. And then in italics it says here, hear not this now. Hear this now. For God's sake, you must exclude major areas of fantasy from your brother, from your sister, to save your sanity. So let's look at that. Let's look at the 
fantasy. So some of the fantasies that we have are revenge fantasies, right? We're going to do something. We're going to say something, and that's going to get them back. And then they'll be sorry they hurt us. Fantasy. What about the fantasy of we're going to say something, we're going to do something, something's going to happen, and then they'll finally see. They'll finally get it. They'll finally get what they did to me. So we're walking around in the fantasy that somebody did something to me. No good can come from that. No good can come from that. When we're in that state of mind, then we are in denial of our function, which is to forgive, right? We're in denial of it. And we're in denial of the the major liberating thing, which is to take responsibility. Chapter 21, section 2, page 448. The responsibility for sight. Where it says... This is the only thing you need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given to you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. Here it is. Are you ready? I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. Deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistakes will disappear. All effects of your mistakes will disappear. All effects. What are the effects? They are the circumstances of your life. They are your physical body and how it feels. They are your emotional body and how it feels. This is the most promising, beautiful opportunity for healing that we could possibly be given and all we have to do is say i'm responsible for what i see i choose the feelings i experience and i decide upon the goal i would achieve and everything that seems to happen to me i ask for and receive as i have asked to be willing to say that to ourselves over and over again to be able to know that it's true to be able to hold it in our heart and be grateful that it is true This is our freedom. This is our liberation. Let's go for it. Let's do it. It's not easy, but we're doing it together and all minds are joined. So what I am sharing with you from A Course in Miracles today, my friend, is what has helped me profoundly to liberate my mind from suffering. I honestly didn't believe it was possible when I began, but now that I have experienced it to such a profound degree, I know that it's true. I know that it's true. I know it. I know it. 
I encourage you, if you have any relationship challenges whatsoever, to read Section 5, The Healed Relationship in Chapter 17, and to read it again and again, to study it, and to make a holy offering of all your relationships to the Holy Spirit. If there's something from your past that you haven't got over and you allow yourself to be tortured by it, please go to jenniferhadley.com, get my How to Get Over It Relationship Workshop uh, right there on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. If you feel tortured in any way, if you feel you are not experiencing true freedom, consider my Finding Freedom Workshop. It starts July 18th. People from around the world will be joining us. Happy, happy 4th of July. Let's place our hand on our heart and choose liberation right now. So grateful and so thankful to declare that we are worthy of the great love that we already are. We seek the kingdom first. So grateful, so grateful to share the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Have a happy 4th.